Glory to God. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. So glad you're with us here on winter break week. And uh, a big uh, praise God from all the teachers, uh, not having to see the students. And there's also a big praise God from all the students. Thank God they don't have to see the teachers. Can I have an amen? I do believe the students are probably happier. If you know a teacher, you know that's not true. Can I have an amen? Okay. Anyway, I am so glad you're here this morning. Stand up with me, if you will. And uh, is it warm or hot in here? Lord Jesus, we're praying for y'all. Can I have an amen? I uh, want to welcome everybody online. Thank God. I got the greatest testimony this week from somebody who was online. And uh, just just so good. It so blessed me. And uh, I was so thankful for it. Because, you know, sometimes, I don't know, who in here ever wonders if you're doing anything right? You know, are you making a difference? Is it helping? Is it hurting? I mean, and so thank God. It was such a, so thankful for, for that. And um, just a great, great testimony and just a great outreach. And um, I believe they gave an offering. Can I have an amen? And um, uh, I got to check that, make sure, because I want to write a letter and thank them. Anyway, so turn a look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. Say it like you mean it. Say, I love you. You're a blessing. You look good. Whether you know it or not. You could do better. Tell themselves that you could do better, but you're doing pretty good right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much right now for your word and for this day and for this opportunity to worship you and bless you. We thank you, Father, that your spirit is here. We thank you, Father, that your grace is evident. And we thank you, Father, for those that are here. We pray for those that aren't, that are regulars, whether they be gone for a family or whatever or winter break. But Father, we thank you that today we are here and that this is your day. We worship you in spirit and truth, and we thank you, Father, for doing great and mighty things in our midst, through us, in us, and to other people, in Jesus' name. And so, Father, we just give you a praise and a shout right now in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We're going to praise him and thank him for all of his goodness and kindness. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day and for all your blessings. We thank you for what you're about to do in this service, and we hand it over to you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, and all the saints said, I don't want to be afraid, because these times I face the waves. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to fear the storm, just because I hear it roar. I don't want to fear the storm. I don't want to fear the storm. Say the word. 
darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you lord yes he is so good it's your breath in our lungs so we pour Pour out our praise to you, Lord. 
portion of the service we're gonna as always have an opportunity for prayer if you're praying about anything or praying in partnership with anything for anyone in your family we would love to believe with you for a breakthrough for a miracle for restoration for a change in scenery for a financial increase for healing for anything we would be honored to believe with you so for the next few minutes as we sing this newer song and praise Jesus even more this morning, we just wanna open the altar and our staff and prayer team will be down here to pray and believe with you. There was a moment when the lights went out When death had claimed its victory the king of love had given up his life The darkest day in history There on a cross they made for sinners For every curse his blood atoned One breath and it was finished but not the end we could have known for the earth began to shake and the veil was torn what sacrifice was made as the heavens roared she makes all hail King Jesus all hail the Lord of heaven and earth all hail King Jesus all hail the Savior of the world 
Hallelujah. Can I have a good amen? Amen. Thought I had an usher, Bunny would have hit the floor. Amen. Had to grab her on the on the head. Amen. How many here knows that? Who in here knows that God is good? Amen. And God loves us. Uh, we were talking in the small group. Look, look at somebody and say this to him, and say it with a little conviction. Say, God is not ever my issue. He is not my problem. Amen. God is always our helper. God is always our helper. And God is always the first thing we run to, the first, the first person we call, the first one. Amen. I think it's funny sometimes, you know, that who's ever heard people say, you know, well, we need to pray. <gasps> oh, my Lord, has it come to that? Amen. You know, who in here knows that's the first one we go to? And who in here's ever not done that? We've all done that. We've all forgotten. We've all let it slip. Can I have an amen? Everybody stand up with me. Okay, look at me and be happy. Come on, everybody look at me and have a little bit of happy look. Okay, amen, amen, amen. Uh, again, the kids are on break this week. Can I have an amen? Now to my teachers in the, in the, in the church, can I have an amen? Okay, amen. See, we, we can sense that note of victory right there. Thank God no kids. Amen. But on the other side, can we also say thank God for no teachers? Can I have an amen? Okay. See, I actually have a, a teenager right here doing some kind of dancing thing in the spirit or something. I don't know what that is, but evidently they're happy they're not going to see their teachers either. Amen. So, um, amen. Who in here knows sometimes when your kids are like, I just hate to leave. The parents are like... We don't. We aren't. Can I have an amen? You know, we're glad you're leaving. Amen. So, amen. Do me a favor, if you will. Give me a little bit uh, better. Uh, give me some happy hugging music. Whatever that sounds like. If, if you need to use a, um, find a, a good track or something, a good happy. Uh, get out of your chair, if you will. Greet some of those people around you. Love on them. If you're at home, uh, we are glad you're with us. Uh, we are so thankful. If you will, go to... Uh, uh, QR code that will come on the screen in a moment. Let us know that you're there. You can leave a comment in the comment section. Let us know that you're there. We pray for you and we uh, will take a moment while we hug and greet each other here in-house. We'd love for you to come and join us in-house uh, to, to be a part. But if you're at home, just take a moment, get your Bible, your notebook, stuff ready, and we'll continue our service in just a moment.
Thank God, man. I'm glad for you. Praise well, so glad you're here this morning. Can I have an amen? I mean, give me a better amen. And uh, if you are a uh, first, second, third time guest with us, we welcome you, especially online. Again, had the greatest, greatest email of our online um, ministry, just blessed people this week. And it's just so, in fact, I've had two encounters this week that just uh, kind of got me over the hump. Again, who in here just, I mean, you know, you, who in here knows everybody needs some encouragement? Amen. Yeah. And uh, pastors ain't any different and uh, everybody needs that. You might think that somebody doesn't or, uh, you know, whatever, but everybody does. Who in here knows, husband and wives, who in here knows what a husband wants? He wants a wife that cheers him on. And who in here knows what a wife wants? A wife wants a husband that cheers her on. Not criticizes and condemns. But anyway, that's just the greatest, greatest thing. So if you're a first, second, third time guest, there's the QR code. If you are in-house, and we're gonna, we're gonna transition something here. So I want everybody to pay attention to me. And so in front of you, there's connection cards. If you need prayer, please put it on a connection card. If you, are, uh, if you need a hospital visit or something, um, I, I have strongly been impressed and hopefully I'll remember this when we're doing the preaching part to, to share why, but uh, we, we have to put certain things in motion now for tomorrow. And if we don't put it in motion now, we ain't ever getting to tomorrow because you have to give God something to work with. And somebody says, you know, I had a guy years ago and we were, we, we were trying to shift to that. And I got to be honest, I just got tired and weary, got tired of beating a dead horse. I'm going to drag the dead horse. Can I have an amen? I am going to pick that dead horse up. I'm going to put it across my shoulders. I am going to drag that dead horse. We're going to transition this. But I'd ask people to fill out a connection card if you were here. And he said, you know, I had a guy ask me, he said, well, you saw me. And he didn't have a real bad tone, but his little tone. He goes, you saw me. I said, yeah, but I might forget. I said, the other side is if I ask somebody else to get in touch with you, and at that time I had a secretary, I said, she don't know if she didn't see you. And he looked at me, he said, well, I hate wasting paper. So I said, well, here's the deal. If I don't get a connection card, we're gonna send you a we missed you card. I said, you're gonna cost the church 50 cents a week on postage for a postcard. And at that time, that's what we were doing. And after about four weeks, he came and he goes, preacher, how come you keep sending me postcards? I said, because you don't take the time to fill out a connection card. He goes, well, that's a waste. I said, I know. And if you'd fill out a connection card, we wouldn't have spent $2 on you. And I said, I said, but you're worth $2. Can I have an amen? amen. Everybody's worth $2. Give me a good amen on that, amen? And I told him, I said, I want to make sure you know that we missed you. I said, but the system is the connection card. He said, well, that makes sense to me. Well, he did one after every service after that, and thank God. And I asked him one time, he says, well, I hate for y'all to spend 50 cents on me if I'm here. Can I have an amen? But it's just a way to communicate. And, um, you know, years ago, I had somebody actually tell me, a woman, and she was mad at me that I didn't go visit her in the hospital. And I asked her, I said, why didn't you tell me? I said, I didn't know you was in the hospital. She said, well, you hear from God. I just knew the Lord would tell you to come up here. I said, honey, I am good. I am not that good. Can I have an amen? Give me a better amen. amen. So, so if you need a connection card, so if there's something you need to communicate, and again, if you're here, just put a connection card in. Now, here's another side. Throw this out to everybody. Who in here wants to help the church grow? Hold your hand up. Keep it up. This isn't a half-hearted thing. Okay. If you're, on a, if you're sitting on a row and you've got two visitors beside you that you don't really know, 
and I ask everybody to get a connection card out. You can put your hands down. And I ask everybody to get a connection card out and let us know that you're here, if there's anything we can pray. Do you think that visitor, that guest, would be more likely to grab one and fill it out if you did? Yes. Well, that's the reason why we do it. Well, I just, you know, I just, whatever. And uh, so, so I want to encourage you. So if you need a connection card, this is going to be our new policy, our new system to let us know that you're here. Well, Pastor Chris, we're going to go through a lot of connection cards. That is the hope and prayer. Can I have an amen? Because the more connection cards you go through, the more people you're reaching. And again, if you have something you can pray for, uh, follow up with, let us know. Can I have an amen? Okay. Everybody say offering. offering. It's time to give. Just want to use this one verse and uh, encourage you if you are... Uh, Giving today, you can go to give.gracelimitchurch.org. All the ways to give are on the screen. Uh, I, I guess, do we stream that little screen, the, the purple, blue one, whatever it is with all the ways to give? I don't know if we put that on the stream. We do, okay. And, uh, but all that ways to give, Zale, Cash App, PayPal. I just want to use this verse, very familiar. Uh, and and I, I quote this often, probably quote this almost daily, probably every day. Uh, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Who in here knows that God is a source of supply? Now, the bad thing is when you say it that way, most everybody can agree with that. God is a source of supply. But he didn't say he is a source. He said he is my source. Now, that's a whole different believing. Who in here knows God is able to heal? But who in here knows there's a big difference between saying God can heal and God is my healer. Big, big difference. It's easy to sit and say Jesus can save everybody, but it's another thing to say Jesus is my Savior. If he's your Savior, say amen. amen. If he's your healer, say amen. amen. And if he's your provider, say amen. 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 So, so that's the, the great thing. Now, who in here knows we are in, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, a time of tribulation and trial and testing and all that. You know, the, who in here knows the world's going to hell in a handbasket? Can I have an Amen. Who in here knows it's been going that way for about 6,000 years since Adam messed up. It's always been going downhill. But God is not limited to the natural realm in meeting our needs and doing great things in our life. We just need to trust him and believe in him. So hold your offering in your hand as we get ready to give. And if you wouldn't weep, say amen if you need to bring your offering up. Kim, get me some good giving music ready. Amen. And uh, make it real good. And hopefully it takes two songs to get through all the people coming up. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now for giving us opportunity to sow and to do good. Father, you said is when we have opportunity to do good to those who are of the household of faith to do it. So, Father, we just thank you right now. And we ask you to impress upon all of our hearts of what we should always do in our giving, whether it be tithing or offering or alms. We thank you, Father, right now too that you meet every need of every individual in this church. And we believe, Father, that the spirit of debt and harassment is broken over everyone in here when it comes to the financial realm. And Father, by harassment, I mean just being harassed or worried about money. You are our provider. You meet our needs. We thank you, Father. And you meet them according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, which means those are unending riches and more than enough. And Father, for our church, we thank you that you, you have a place for us, that you lead us and guide us, that you take us into the quiet place and give us direction and always meet our needs, that every bill is paid and every need is met. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. God bless you as you give. 
feel free to walk up. Everybody, uh, does anybody else need one of the uh, personal vision planner? If you need one, I don't even know if we even have any. If you want one, let me know. We can get you one. I'm gonna uh, leave that out. And um, who in here? Who in here wrote wrote out a vision for this year? Amen. I, I finally did mine. I finally did mine. I, you know, I actually did like a dual one. I did a personal one and a church one. And um, I uh, some of it's you know not real spiritual sounding. If that makes sense, you know, walk five times a week. I haven't even started. Can I have an amen? But it's on my vision, so I got to start now. Amen, because I've written it. Everybody say amen. Hey, if you, uh, give me some better lights in here. Turn the lights up a little bit. If you got your Bible, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. Praise God. Everybody say amen. Come on, give me a little bit of talking, a little bit of, uh, say amen. Amen. I, I, I can, to me, it's hot in here. I think we need to make it about 45 degrees in here right now. Uh, uh, a cold congregation is a more awake congregation. Uh, a warm congregation is a sleepy congregation. And the way I know that is, is because when I get warm, I sleep. When I'm driving, I have to stay cold. I keep my side 60 degrees uh, almost all the time in my car. And thank God with that truck, it's got heat, cooled seats. Oh man, that's the best of both worlds. I can keep my bottom cold and my face hot if I want to, or vice versa. Usually it's vice versa. But I, but I, so, so don't get, so if, if I feel like we're getting sleepy here, we're gonna, we're gonna do something. We're gonna do a calisthenics. I'm gonna tell you to get up or Jericho march, amen, something. So look at somebody and say, I'm ready. First Kings chapter 17, verse one. We're gonna read a number of verses. We're gonna take our time here. But I, I'm just gonna tell you real quick before I preach, before I do anything, I don't have a real deep message. Uh, I know some of y'all might have thought that I probably never do. Can I have an amen? Okay. I, I think I've got some good content because I steal my content from some of the greatest preachers on this earth. Amen. Okay. But, but it comes out through me. And so it, that's, I, I, when I used to travel, I never had anybody tell me I had great content. They told me I made them laugh and they remembered my stories and that helped build faith. And uh, I love a story. I always tell, use a lot of stories, but that goes back to homiletics and Jesus. Jesus used a lot of parables. I had a guy in my church one time, he actually got mad at me. Um, it was all over a family thing uh, in his family, but he got mad at me because I didn't take his side. He didn't think, which I didn't take any side. And uh, he looked at me later when he was leaving. He goes, well, he goes, and you just don't preach enough of the word. You tell stories. I said, well, I have two reasons I do that. I said, one, my homiletics teacher told me to and taught me that if you can tell a story, people can remember a story more than a scripture. I said, secondly, I said, when I traveled, I'd go back and people would tell me the stories I told and how it applied to scripture in their life. I said, but they didn't remember my title. They didn't remember my points. I said, and also Jesus told parables. I said, so that's why I use stories. Well, I just need more of the word. I saw him 15 years later at another church I was preaching at. He walked up and put his arm around me. He goes, pastor, I sure miss you. Boy, those were some good days we had back there, didn't we? I said, yes, sir. He said, you know what I miss the most? I said, what? I miss your stories. All oh, those stories bless me. Can I have an amen? So, um, so, so you know, whatever. But uh, this isn't deep, but I do believe it's profound. 
and if, if you will, it, it, and I, I believe, because uh, I actually had uh, several people this morning, uh, uh, small group here and, and all, and I think this will answer and helps everybody. So First Kings chapter 17. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name for your blessing upon the preaching of the word. We have, I've already prayed for that today. But Father, in this moment, we ask that our minds be alert, our hearts be receptive, our eyes see and our ears hear, and that Father, today we will receive an incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed from the Word of God, and we will never be the same in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. First Kings chapter 17, verse 1, it says, And Elijah the Tishbite, of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab. Everybody say Tishbite. I think Ahab's first question to somebody on his staff is, what is a Tishbite? Can I have an amen? You know what a Tishbite is? We don't really know. It's evidently somebody from Tashib or Tashib or something. In fact, it's an unknown place. I love the name Tishbite. I wish I had named my son Luke Tishbite Vaughn. Can I have an amen? I love, I, I don't know, I just love it. Elijah the Tishbite, the Tishbite. Uh, of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab. Now who in here at this moment, this is really Elijah's first on the scene encounter with the, with the you know, this is his like entrance. And he's meeting the king Ahab and he's about to give a, a, a strong prophetic warning about what's about to take place. And what's about to take place, if you will, isn't the will of God. Or let me use this phrase better, it's not God's desire for Israel. But it is his will because they've been in rebellion. Now we were talking in small group, you know, some people always have that thing, well I just don't know why God calls this to come to you. Some things called on us because we're in rebellion. And we reap what we sow. And if you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. And if you sow to sin, the wages of sin is death. And there is a payday in our life. Everything we do has a payday. Can I have an amen? I put on these pants this morning and thank God they fit. Thank God these pants fit. They don't fit as good as they used to, can I have an amen? But they do fit. Now about three weeks ago, they fit a whole lot easier. But you know what I've been doing for three weeks? Enjoying the Lord. Can I have an amen? Enjoying myself. I've had Chick-fil-A fries. I've, I got a payday. Well, I want them to fit a little back, back better. So you know what I need to do? No, I need to sow for things that's going to have a different payday. And the nation of Israel at this moment, they had been sowing rebellion. And so Elijah the Tishpite meets up with the king. He says, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. That's a bold statement. It ain't gonna rain until I say so. Then the next verse says, then the word of the Lord came to him, get away from here and turn eastward. Why would God do that? Because Ahab was known he was gonna kill him or do, do harm to him. Because who in here knows you just don't go up to the king in that day especially. Now one thing that we don't look at, in this culture, if it didn't rain, that was a sign that God was not pleased with you. So evidently this is a sign or a word from the Lord that God is not pleased with Ahab and the way that things are going. And in fact, it doesn't rain for three and a half years. No rain, no dew, three and a half years. I said, that's a bad time. So here's Elijah the Tishbite giving this word from the Lord to a, to a king who's corrupt, not serving the Lord. Now who in here knows that's a troubled time? 
But I'm gonna say this, there's always been troubled times. Now, I, I heard somebody this week, I was driving, I was running errands for the church, I was listening to a podcast. And these two people were talking about how we are in the direst of dire times. I disagree, totally disagree. Now, we are in dire times. And because of nuclear weapons, maybe, maybe that might be true. But you know that there's less hunger in the world today than there was 100 years ago. There's more food. There's more energy. Here's what cracks me up. You'll watch a video. I had a guy tell me one time, he was a missionary to China. He said, I have no idea. We will be out in the middle of nowhere and they have a cell phone. He goes, how do they charge it? I looked at him, I said, that's my question. He said, I guess solar. And I've had friends tell me, you'll be in the middle of Africa. Nothing, nowhere. They got cell phones. They know what's going on. They're on Twitter. They're on the YouTube. Can I have an amen? They're on the Facebook. And I'm saying the because I like doing that. Can I have an amen? Okay. I don't normally call it the Twitter or the X, but I like that. This is a great day to be alive. Are there struggles? There's, this is my point. There's always been struggles. There's just more wars today than ever. <clears throat> no, we just know about them all. I heard something the other day and I thought this was true. You know, you go back 50 years, if you lived in Florida on a swamp, you were talking about swamps, that's what made me think about this. If you're living on a swamp, on a golf course, 50, let's, let's just go back, this is 19, 2024. Let's go back to 1984, 40 years. That's when I graduated high school. Been out 40 years. Wow, can I have an amen? Flash of an eye, blink of an eye. If you're goofy and you're playing out there beside the ground, and an alligator, crocodile, whatever it is, chews you up and eats you. 40 years ago, we probably wouldn't even know it. Today, she's gonna be in her backyard filming it. Can I have an amen? <laughs> I, 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 right now, I can see. I, Chris is about to go under. Somebody ought to call 911. Get out of my shot, get out of my shot. I, you need to trip that phone down, call 911. I will sell this video for $1,000, amen. We'd be filming it. Today, I mean, it's almost funny, you know, you hear people say, you know, they say like, uh, shark attacks are up 100%. Oh my gosh, such a terrible time we live in. How many shark attacks did we have last year? They're up 100% over last year. How many do we have last year? Three. How many do we have this year? Five or six. Oh. Every generation loves to think, have you, have we don't, who knows, everybody loves to make their problems seem bigger. Yeah. Have you ever been around that person and all of a sudden you're like, well, you know, when I was little, I fell and I, I hit my, it's dry, I actually fell and hit my head and broke my toe. Well, when I was little, I fell and broke my leg. Okay. Then somebody else says something. When I was little, you know, but before it's over, when they were little, they were shot, blown up, lost two arms and two legs, and somehow God put them back together. Can I have an Amen. This is a troubled time. We are in a troubled time. There's always troubled times. There will always, until Jesus comes back and set his earthly throne on this earth, there will always be troubled times. Don't feel like you are set apart. I still say it's one of the best times. I can get my phone, I have on my phone in the truck, I forgot to bring it in. I probably have, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, I probably have 20 gigs of sermons on there. I got hundreds. 
Hundreds. I, I have a hard drive at home that has two terabytes, if you know what that is. Video, audio, PDFs. I have every voice of healing PDF in a PDF form, all these uh, uh, magazines, and, and it has all these ancient, compared to today, 100 years at least, you know, some of these, um, actually um, newsletters from Azusa Street. I didn't have that in 1984. Man, 1984, let me go here at an evangelistic church, I'd have to walk by the table and think, man, I wish I could hear that. I wish I could hear that. I wish I could have that Bible. I wish I could have that book. I wish I could hear that message. What do I do today? Now I go to YouTube, pull up his entire catalog library of hits. Can I have an amen? I watch any of them I want to. You know, who's ever heard of Andrew Womack? I love Andrew Womack. Well, well, he gives out his messages. He don't even charge for them. You know what I did one day? I did, I did, I still have this. I had this program that would download every MP3 file from his website. I sucked down everything he ever did. It took days. I monitored it like it was a baby. Can I have an amen? If the internet messed up, I made sure it reset. Why, I wanted that stuff. Have you listened to all of it? Not all of it, but I can if I want to. I got podcasts. We live in a great day. Can everybody say amen? Are there challenges? Yes. Is it troubled? Undoubtedly. Can I have an amen? But don't ever feel like you're off somewhere else. There's always been trouble. What did Jesus say? Take no thought for tomorrow. Why? Because tomorrow will take thought of itself. There's enough worry for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. So Ahab here has been leading the nation, and it's a troubled time. Now, isn't it amazing that the midst of trouble that's about to take place to Israel, God tells Elijah, word came to him, get away from here, turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, for I have commanded the ravens to feed you. Everybody say the next word. There. Everybody say the next word. There. Everybody say the next word. There. there. That is where God had commanded provision to flow into his life, there. Now, here is my big point. This is my one big point. Now, I'm gonna make a couple other small points. This is my one big point. God always desires to meet our need. Could we agree with that? But he always has a place called there. There's always some place you need to be. Now, a minute ago, we made a comment, you gotta give God something to work with. That's part of there. Elijah could have been a fool and said, well, I know God's going to meet my needs. You got to go by that brook. I'm just going to stay here. I like it here. That's like the old story. You ever seen that? I used to see these things and you'd see a guy and he's out here and there's a street lamp and he's looking and he's just looking and looking. This guy walks up. He says, what are you doing? He goes, I'm looking for my keys. I can't find my keys. He said, well, where was the last place you had it? He said, over there on that other street corner. He goes, well, why are you looking here? He goes, I got light here. I can see here. Now that's a foolish kind of goofy thing, but who in here knows a lot of times we're like that. And we were talking in a small group today. The small group was great today. It was so much fun. And we were talking about you know, being obedient and being a good soldier, enduring hardships. There's sometimes we go places we don't want to go. We do things we don't want to do. Why? Because the Lord wants to. And you know why? Because he wants to bless somebody else through you. But God always has a place there. That's one of the reasons why I'm really not, in fact, I, I told, um, I think I told Ben this week, I have more excitement in my spirit over the next couple years, for the next couple years, than I probably have had for the previous couple years. And I, and I hate that for myself. And I hate that for y'all. 
But the idea of this place selling and us re-identifying, re relaunching, a whole new adventure, I'm, that just, that, I'm telling you, it just stirs me up. That's exciting to me. And uh, get, getting to, you know, and it, but there's a place called there. God always has a place called there for you. God will always meet your needs. But your there is there and not back there. Now, who in here knows back there is a good thing? And there's two times in life when back there messes up our new there. Who in here has ever had a bad back there? If you had a bad back there, say amen. amen. That can mess you up. But some people love to talk about how bad it was. Oh, it was just so bad. Oh, it was just terrible. I mean, this happened. And I was picked on. I, you know, I was cast around. They people spit on, you know Look at me, everybody's got a bad back there. Now, who's ever had a good back there? When you was the man, you, you were it. You, I mean, you were floating. Man, there's been a couple times in life, I mean, I was the man. I remember, I remember, you know, there's been a couple times, now again, I'm not a big sports guy, but there's been a couple times in my life when I was Tiger Woods for that one shot. Now, the rest of them, no. I actually walked, one time I was walking, I'm about 20 years old. Back then, I could hit, I could, you may not believe it, Mark, but I could hit a golf ball. And there's about a month time I could hit a golf ball straight and as long as I could hit it. I mean, it's like heavens, Jesus smiled upon me for those four weeks. And I walked up to these four old timers, and we were all walking, but I'm a single, and I walked up and, I, and they said, son, why don't you play through? Here was my first prayer. Oh God, please let me hit this ball and not make me look bad. I just did not. I hit that ball and I went way past where I should have went. I mean, I mean, it was a good shot. Is it right down the middle? I honestly heard every one of those guys go, Whew, and two of them cussed. Whew. I felt like Jack Nicholas. Can I have an amen? I turned around. I, I put my tea in my, back, in my pocket. I said, guys, I appreciate it. I walked off. I mean, I just walked, I am floating. I had my day. I'm floating. I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Next shot, I didn't hit 10 feet. Can I have an amen? But thank God I was in a little dip and they didn't see that. There's another time I walked up and I wasn't hitting that good. I, just, I was about to lose that great streak I had. And I was at, it was a par four, short par four. And the hole was behind these trees. Well, I'd never, I'd never even come close to that green, but this is during that time. I got up, got my driver, drove over the trees, over the green, into the next tee box. I, there's th two or three guys on the green putting. You don't hit into people putting. Can I have an amen? That's a, that's a, you don't do that. And I walked up and I looked at them. I'm looking for my ball. And they're like, come here. And I said, what? They said, you went over. I could have hit them. I said, guys, I'm sorry. I said, I apologize. I didn't mean to do it. And they all, they're all cussing. That's one of the best. They're just cussing up. They said, man, that's a great shot. I should have stopped and let them leave the area before I tried my next, I think, six shots to get in the hole. Can I have an amen? I had my day. Now, if I let that one day dictate the rest of my life, that's not a smart thing. You shouldn't let the bad backs, theirs, dictate your life or the new back theirs and there comes a time you need to let them both go and quit talking about them quit talking about them talk about the good things of where you are 
Man, I just wish I could have some longhorn steaks and having these birds and this what brook. I'll tell you right now, when there's a drought and there ain't nothing to eat, I will take the birds and the brook. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Oh, I just, I just, you know, I just, I just wish we had better chairs. I wish we had better this. I wish my house was this. Man, my dad, my dad went on a missions trip to, um, about middle Mexico years ago. He, he had his flatbed truck and uh, this church that I, I preached at and known them for years, they were going and they needed another truck. So he just long, you know, he just went. And so he, he goes down there and he looked at me later. He said, Chris, he goes, he goes, I, he goes, I grew up poor. His daddy died when he was 11. He goes, we were poor. He said, I ain't ever seen poor like that. He said, have you ever seen a house built out of a pallet and cardboard? I said, no, sir. He said, I've seen hundreds of them. Row after row after row. He goes, I mean, the whole house is maybe 12 by 12 and got four people in it, five people in it. He said, I am thankful for what God's done in my life. Can I have an amen? But who in here knows if we all, we all talk about all the back there. So God has a place called there. Now I put in my notes about that place called there. God always has a place for you there. And when you get there, that's where you need to stay. Amen. And you need to stay there until he tells you to go. Because it says here in verse four, five, he went, he went and did according to the word of the Lord, Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook, which flows into Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. I wonder what he done wrong. Maybe Elijah sinned. Now see, that's the way Satan will work on us. Now the brook dried up. Didn't have nothing to do with, didn't have nothing to do with Elijah. And, but there's some things in life that happen and ain't got nothing to do with you. But you need to move. You need to transition. I don't know why. Well, I mean, if God had wanted to, he could have made more water flow in that one brook. But again, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd have a Merry Christmas all. Can I have an amen? So it's, but it's not. So you can't live on the ifs and buts of that. If the Lord says, you know, I had somebody ask me one time in, um, so in my ministry, I, I've, I've been an associate, I've been a youth pastor. I've done everything in a church except regularly lead worship. I have led worship and regularly lead a women's ministry. I have done a women's service before. But I, I've done about everything. And, and so with some of it with great regularity, children's. Me and Lisa used to do children's every Wednesday night at our home church. Uh, before. I've traveled, been the evangelist. So, so you know, I mean, I, this is all I know is church and life. And, and it's all I want to know. It's what I'm called to. And I, and I thank God for it. But you know, but when, when you look at certain things in life and you follow after certain things in life, sometimes you see where we get messed up. And it's easy to get messed up because you get stuck in your mode. Now, I remember me and Lisa, so, so again, I got saved at four. I'd be 1970, four, five, which that's how old Jackson is. Can I have an amen? <laughs> it cracks me up. And so, I, so that's 1970, 71. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I just know it was around that time, four and five, because I knew where we lived, because um, we lived in um, High Point, North Carolina. And uh, so, so I, you know, I don't know. But, but, but I know my life changed. I know my knowledge changed. I know my spirit changed. And I thank God for what he did there. And then I started following after him real serious when I was about 12, 10, 12. And I, and I knew I was called in ministry probably about 13, 14. 
and I can't even say that, I just knew that I sh- this is what I should do. But I wanted that booming voice. You know, I mean, I wanted to be Charlton Heston and go up to the side of the mountain and when I come back, my hair is grayer and I look off in the distance. I never look anybody in the eyes ever again. Can I have an amen? I just, I look like this all the time. I will go, I will speak. Pastor Chris, you want McDonald's? Yes, that will be fine. Can I have an amen? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I just, just, just never look, just never looking by, just, just. But I never had that. But it's funny, I just had to be obedient and follow. But when you're obedient and follow, just like Elijah, God will take care of you. Amen. And again, there's some things in life that are not your fault. Yeah. That, Elijah didn't do anything to cause that brook to dry up. But we will get in judgment and condemnation to ourselves or to others. Well, you should, you, you must be out of the will of God. So in all that traveling times, there's times when I knew a transition was coming. And... Um, it took me probably, it probably took me 14, 13, 14 years to learn this lesson. And this is such a simple, pardon me, foolish, almost stupid lesson to learn. And uh, we were traveling. This is after I had been on staff at Living Way. And I learned this lesson in the middle of Living Way, I should say, maybe. Maybe, maybe a little bit before that, but. And uh, somebody was asking me about something and I said, we had you know, stepped out and we're doing this and that. And they said, well, Pastor Chris, what's the secret to it? I said, what do you mean secret? They said, what's the secret to it? I said, well, I'm not that successful. I said, you ought to talk to somebody else. I'm, I'm surviving, but you know. They said, well, you know, you seem happy. Is it always easy? <laughs> no. I said, no. Is it ever hard? You know, one time, one time being Lisa, we don't have any money. This is when we lived in, where we live now. My kids were, I say, I, say, I probably had three, four hundred bucks. And we were praying for some stuff and it was, and I had a week off. That means I ain't got no income. What do you do? You pray God, pray, pray, believe. And I'm open, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's some things I could do on the side, side hustle it. I ain't got a problem with that. And I went to my mailbox. It was a check for a thousand dollars. I hadn't sent out no letter, didn't ask for any money, and they just put a note in there that said, the Lord told us about a week ago to send this to you. Well, I didn't doubt it one bit. Can I have an amen? <laughs> God is so good. But they, they, this guy was asking me, he said, what's the thing? I said, buddy, I said, this is it. This is all I got for you. And I said, this is so trite. I said, just pray and obey. That's all I got to tell you. Amen. I said, I know I had something more. I said, you just have to believe and stick to it. And just when he says change, change. So when I was young growing up, that's why I got talking about growing up. When I was young growing up, every, we had red back hymnals in the church of God. Can I have an amen? Red back hymnals. All the dear songs of the saints. Most of those red back hymnal songs were written in the 40s and 50s. So they weren't that old. But when I was a kid, we started singing songs off the wall. You know what I'm talking about? The overhead. Who in here remembers the overhead? Raise your hand if you're proud to be a part of the overhead generation. And you always had that woman or teenager sitting beside the overhead changing them out. Can I have an amen? Couldn't zoom. And had that big, and had the big, and God forbid the overhead bulb die before service. I had my rear end shoot out one time because we didn't have a backup overhead bulb. That was my job. 
Well, it had never gone out. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to ask for the money to buy the overhead ball. Back then, there were, you know, it was real, you didn't have Amazon. The overhead. I heard people say, oh, Pastor Chris, it just grieves me that we've left the sacred hymns of the church and we're singing the songs off the wall. In fact, one guy actually called him. He goes, I ain't singing them off the wall songs. Can I have an amen? But who in here knows that was a there? That's where God was moving that day. Thank God for the, the redback hymnals. Thank God for what that was in that day. But you gotta move where God is today. Well, then we started doing other things. And I remember when churches, you know, had prayer time in the middle, had it in the end. I remember when churches didn't have prayer time at all. I've been to some churches that didn't have prayer time at all. But who in here knows if that's what's that? I went and preached at a church in uh, Pennsylvania, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And uh, actually it's called um, uh, uh, Fort. I can't remember. It's right outside of Scranton. And uh, I remember it. And uh, Old Forge, Old Forge, Pennsylvania. And uh, I, I'm there and the pastor told me this morning, he said, he, and I get there and I've known him for years. I've preached there about once a year, twice a year, for years. Uh, his name is Pastor Larry. And he said, Chris, he goes, I'm just gonna tell you now, I don't know t what to tell you to expect in the service. That's what I mean. He said, well, all of a sudden, God has been sovereignly pouring out his spirit. Now we, we started at 10. He said, uh, so this is when him and his wife were having uh, coffee before service. He said, now, he goes, you know, we start at 10. He says, and uh, he says, but God has been doing a significant outpouring in our church. He says, I really don't know how to tell you what's going to happen. He says, usually we have a structure. He goes, we still kind of do. He said, but sometimes he goes, I, I don't know what to expect. He goes, you may preach, you may not. He goes, we'll still take care of you financially. He says, I, he says, he goes, that, that'll, he goes, I really believe that'll happen. He said, but just be open. I said, okay. So the music was okay, so I preach. Well, then we started praying for people. That service went till about three o'clock, 3.30. And finally, at the end of the 3.30, me and him go and we eat, and his wife and, and his daughter and their family. And um, we go to this Italian place. They get me back to my hotel about 4.45. I run upstairs. I take a shower. I change suits. I'm back downstairs at 5.30 because we got church at 6.00. That service, I think, went to 11. Nobody went home. That was there. And that, 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 that lasted for a while. And so that's the thing about it. Sometimes when that lasts and it changes, people say, why ain't God doing that? You know why God ain't doing that? Because you don't need it now. You, you, don't, you don't need that all the time. In fact, I'll be honest, you can't do that all the time. I heard a minister say one time we were talking about fasting. He says, I'm tired of having my friends tell me I need to fast like Jesus for 40 days. He says, man, you ain't fasting unless you're doing 40-day fast like Jesus. He said, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus did not have a wife or kids. He said, with the wife and kids, you need some sustenance and you need a distraction. Can I have an amen? He said, them wife and kids get on your nerves. He said, all he had was disciples. He told them to leave. He said, Jesus didn't have no woman. Jesus didn't have no kids. Now, you know, and you think about that, and I, and I laughed, I cracked up. But you think about that a little bit in comparison. There's things Jesus went through, you ain't gonna ever go through physically. Is that right? So you don't need certain grace on your life that he had. But here's the other side. When you do, that grace will be there. 
You know, when we left the landing, let's, we'll close with this. When we left the landing, that last service was a hard service. Yes. That was a hard service yes. for me and my kids. And I remember this friend of mine, he actually said, he said, Chris and his family had gone through something not exactly similar at all. Um, but his dad had to leave a church and he went through something similar. He said, Chris, he goes, I'm gonna tell you something. He says, don't you ever worry about that service on that Sunday morning. This is like a couple days before it. He goes, I promise you, there will be a special grace that will come upon you in that moment that will walk you through that time. And I looked at him, I mean, I was talking to him, I was talking to him, I said, well, I hope so. I said, because I'm not really sure how I'm gonna walk through it or how my kids are gonna walk through it or my wife. And I gotta be honest, the moment that service came, something came on me. And I walked in that there for that whole service. And here's the funny part, then it left. And it was, uh, that was a Sunday, February 5th. It was four days later before I got healed from it, the hurt of that day. And I can still take you, I can still, I can take the exact spot in my house. I was taking a shower. I actually was sitting in the shower crying, just grieving. And all of a sudden, warm honey hit me from the top of my head. That's the way I can describe it, like warm um, molasses, just oozing down my body, and just moving. And I cried a little bit more, and I gotta be honest, I ain't never cried a day again after that. I needed that there. I don't need that every day. Can I have an amen? I don't need to chase that. You don't need to chase that. You just need to be there where you need to be and be obedient. That's what we need to be as a church, wherever there is. And I, you know, one thing, I, one reason I'm preaching is because I, I, I've had people, where are we going to go if this place sells? There. That's it. That's where we're going to be. We're going to be there, which is really a here. But since we're here, we're going to do something. And we're going to do all that we can here to get ready for there. Because we're not going to be caught doing nothing. We're going to give him something to do. We have to give him something to do. But we have to be there. Now, here's my last point. What is it? 1214. When you're there, believe you're supposed to be there. Because if you're always questioning if you're here, there, you'll never walk in confidence or conviction that God can meet your needs there. You got to have some conviction. Well, Pastor Chris, I messed up. I, don't, I might not be in the perfect will of God. Let, let me just throw out a thought. None of us across the board except Jesus was in the 100% perfect will of God. Who in here has prayed enough in your life? Who in here has given enough in your life? Who in here has sacrificed enough in your life? Who in here has done everything God has ever asked you to do? Who in here has never missed it one time? Raise your hand, say amen, and we will beat you and cast the devil out of you. Can I have an amen? Because there ain't none of us in here that are that perfect. But when you walk in faith believing, God has put me here. I know that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Why do some marriages not work? They aren't there. They're somewhere else. Can I have an amen? Because God has a place there. Now, I didn't read it. If you'll continue to read, you'll read that after that brook dried up, the Bible says that God sent him to the widow of Zarephath, and it said, there 
I will take care of you basically. And as a last thought, as Elijah went there, now we know that woman had to be a praying woman because the Bible says if you humble yourself, God will lift you up. And evidently, and it also says that if you'll turn to him, he'll turn to you. It also says that God looks to and fro seeking upon the whole earth whom he may show himself strong. So evidently this woman was evidently, must in my, in my conviction, she had to been a praying woman for God to send Elijah to her. And I've often wondered too, because it doesn't say specifically, he just said there's a widow there that God said that'll take care of you. And he shows up and says, give me some water, if you will. And she immediately had a servant's heart. We can read that. So she served him, brought him some water. And then he had a demand placed on her and said, you make me a little cake first. And she said, well, I don't even have enough. I'm just doing this and getting some sticks. And <clears throat> me and my family, we're going to die. Now, here's something. When you are obedient to go there and stay there, your obedience will bless other people. And her obedience blessed Elijah. <clears throat> so, see, you're always involved in more than just you. It's always more than just you or us. That's one thing as a church I don't want us to ever be. And I mean this. I, in fact, I'd probably just quit. If we ever get so selfish that we don't want new people or young people or fresh people or different people, let's just quit. Because Jesus is about people. That's like I was joking with Karen this week. We was talking about something because she's a counselor. I said, man, I love the ministry. Praise God, I love being in the ministry. I just hate people. Oh, Lord. Like, and, and I've heard ministers, I've heard youth pastors say, oh, I love the youth ministry. Love, the, just hate teenagers. I love children. Yeah, you know, it's like a teacher. I love teaching. I hate students. You can't say that. Can I have an amen? If you say that long enough, you'll be a bad teacher. But when you fall in love with them students and you fall in love with them people, that's why I like to tell you, I love y'all. I love y'all. It's an honor and privilege to do what I get to do. And love y'all. And uh, hear God testify and do great things. But you know what? God has a there. And everybody say amen. amen. Look at somebody and say, God will always be there. But he's here first. And who in here knows that here and there are actually about the same thing? Because once you get there, you're here. And here's not there. But if you stay here long enough and keep moving, it becomes there. Can I have an amen? I know this is getting deep for some of y'all, and y'all, I'm losing you really now. But anyway, amen. Father, we thank you so much right now for the story of Elijah, Ahab, that brook, those ravens, and that widow. That reminds us no matter where we are individually, family, and as a church, that we put our trust and our faith in you, believing that you meet our needs and you have a there for us. And that, Father, we hear your voice, the voice of a stranger we will not follow, and we follow you always to our there, which is here. And we fellowship with you in the secret place of the Most High God. And we say of the Lord that you are our God and our refuge and our strength. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. If you're online or in person and you're not born again, I encourage you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And all it takes is asking him to come into your life. But on the other side, if you are a Christian, who in here knows you should call on Jesus every day of your life. Every, every day.
Um, if, if you're saved 100 years, you need Jesus just as much as the heathen who's never been saved 100 years. We all need Jesus. And again, Jesus is the only thing on this earth that doesn't have a negative. So give me the uh, slides and the announcements. Again, if you're a first, second, third time guest, you can go and use uh, that QR code. Also, if you're in person, if you want to use the connection cards. And I think, I don't know if I put that one up there. I may not have fixed that. Uh, second Saturday prayer, 5 p.m. Um, I don't think I did, Kim, and I can't tell you how to fix that. Uh, first Saturday of each month is Women Encouraging Women. Uh, starts about 10, and then uh, conversation and coffee, and then uh, learning and sharing and prayer together is 10.30 to 11.45. I uh, had a great, great time last month. I want to encourage everybody, uh, all the women, no men, can I have an amen? And uh, I, had, I got in trouble with somebody that said, why can't I come? Just don't. Can I have an amen? Okay. Uh, you know, don't make me. Every Wednesday online exclusive uh, Bible study, uh, we're doing a series right now called Mustard Seed Miracles, how God can take small things and do great things in your life. And uh, let me see the next one. Uh, small group, uh, Sunday mornings, 945, 1030. There's one in there for first Sunday. So uh, we didn't do it January for work. We'll do first Sunday. Yep. Okay. okay. That's, that's right. I created a new one. And didn't put it up there. Okay, so uh, everybody see, see that where it says March 3rd? Uh, that's correct, but I had one. We're going to do Italian. Everybody say Italian. And so, um, you know, so if, if you, uh, we're going to ask everybody to be a part, help. So uh, if you will see my wife, you can see Sarah Beth. And uh, am I, is that right? Okay, okay. I just, that's what I thought was right. But all of a sudden I thought I might get fussed at at lunch. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I mean, you know. Go see Karen, too. Can I have an amen? Okay. Um, amen. Henry's over it, too. Can I have... I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Okay? Just, I'm just going to start picking people. You know, Just random. Lonnie, I want, I want some lasagna Sunday morning. Okay. So March 3rd, immediately after service, we'll be having a meal. Uh, again, the question is, who are you inviting? Uh, I, I want us to change our perspective of everything we do as a church. And uh, we are about other people. And so in the next week or two, we're going to be giving out cards and stuff for Easter service. Throw this out. I don't know where we're going to do Easter. Uh, I think we'll be here. I really do. I don't know if, I don't think it'll sell. But if they, if, if they come up with the closing date and it sells, we may not be in here. We may be back there. Um, and somebody says, well, what are we going to do? We're going to have a fun time doing no matter what it is. Amen? We're going to have celebrate. So, so I, we've got plans on how to announce that and stuff. And so I want to encourage you to invite somebody. But we will be here March 3rd today. So uh, I want to encourage you to invite somebody. Uh, we'll have Italian. See, again, Pastor Lisa, see um, Sarah Beth. And uh, we'll be eating in here again. So it's going to be a great day. Uh, we didn't do one January or February um, because of schedules and time and stuff. And so, but it's going to be a great time. So I want to encourage you to make sure you come especially on that third, March 3rd, and it's Italian. Everybody say Italian. Italian. And who in here knows that there were several Italian prophets in the Old Testament? Yeah. Amen. Malachi, can I have an amen? The great Italian prophet Malachi. Malachi, can I, can stand up with me, okay. See, I'm losing you. Amen. Glory to God. Stand up with me if you will. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you his peace. And uh, I want to encourage you to have a great week this week. Stand in your place of there. Walk in faith and confidence. And don't worry about what the enemy does. He's always doing something. Yeah. Amen? He's always up something. But that does not mean he's work. It's working. Uh, Jackson's always up to something. 
But Jackson is not always doing something productive. Can I have an amen? Meaning producing. I don't mean like he's being bad, but producing. You know, he just rides in the back seat. Now he's making noises the whole time. I'm like, what are you doing? He ain't doing nothing. Can I have an amen? It can be distracting. So what do I do? I turn the radio up. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Just drown him out. Hallelujah. Turn and look at somebody and say, I believe God is good to you and has a place called there for you to live and prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed. God bless you as you give, as you leave.